Chapter 2, A Finicky Border Friday morning, Miss McClenney moved in and her complaints began. She insisted that the bedroom furniture be dusted, even though it was brand new, because dust made her sneeze. The bed sheets had to be re-laundered because sheets that weren't fresh enough made her itch, and the rugs on the floor had to be taken outside and aired because musty smells would give her a headache. It was Kit who had to do the dusting, laundering, and airing. The whole time she worked, Kit grumbled to herself about the headache Miss McClenney's complaints were giving her. When Miss McClenney finally pronounced the room acceptable and disappeared inside, Kit breathed a sigh of relief. Of course, by then, it was almost dinner time and Kit had to help Mother prepare the meal for seven people. After dinner, Miss McClenney was the only one who didn't help with the cleanup. Kid couldn't help hope that Miss McClenney would find a new, more permanent place to live very soon. That night, Kit fixed a cozy box for Grace on the back porch with Grace's favorite blanket and the chew toy Kit had made her from braids of rope knotted together. Grace jumped right into the box and lay down to gnaw on this toy. This is going to be easier than I imagined, Kit thought. Problem was, Grace didn't seem to understand that she was supposed to sleep in the box. The minute Kit opened the back door to go in, Grace hopped up and was at Kit's side, ready to follow her. No, Grace, Kit said. You stay here. This is where you're sleeping tonight. Grace looked up at Kit and thumped her tail against Kit's legs, but she didn't budge. Kit gave Grace a gentle push away from the door. Stay here, Grace, Kit said more firmly. Grace didn't stay. She stepped toward Kit so that she was between Kit's legs and looked up again with a determined expression. I go where you go, the look seemed to say. The look nearly broke Kit's heart, but she had no choice. She had to get Grace to stay out on the porch. No, Grace, Kit said sharply. Stay. Then she pushed Grace away and slipped through the door into the kitchen. Kit braced her back against the kitchen door and squeezed her eyes shut. She hated doing this to Grace. Grace gave a few short barks. She started scratching at the door and whining in the most pitiful way. Kit couldn't bear to listen, but neither could she bring herself to go out of the room and leave Grace alone in her misery. Kit slumped down at the kitchen table and tried to keep from crying. She felt like such a traitor. If only she could explain to Grace about finicky borders and mortgage payments. Grace kept on whining and scratching, and Kit kept sitting at the table. She watched the hands on the kitchen clock creep to nine and then 9.30. Mother came in to check on Kit and so did Dad. They agreed that it would be okay for Kit to stay up until Grace had settled down. Finally, Grace was quiet. Kit stood up and turned off the light. She pulled back the curtain that covered the window of the kitchen door and peered out. Nothing stirred on the dark porch. The only sound was the light patter of rain on the roof and a faraway moan of a train whistle. Kit was overwhelmed with loneliness. This was the first night Grace hadn't slept at Kit's side since Kit and Sterling had found her abandoned on the sidewalk. Grace had a, had a sign around her neck that said, Can't feed her anymore. She had been Kit's constant companion ever since. A tear slid down Kit's cheek. Quickly, she swiped it away with the back of her hand. No use crying over what can't be helped, she told herself. She pressed her palms against the door. Good night, Gracie, she whispered. Then she went up to bed. 
but it was a long time before she fell asleep. In the morning, Kit awoke to the smell of pancakes cooking. Saturday morning, her sleepy brain told her. Dad's up early to make breakfast for the boarders so that Mother can sleep a little later. Drowsily, Kit slid her hand off the bed to be licked by Grace. It was their wake-up ritual. Grace always gave Kit's fingers a good morning lick, and Kit gave Grace a good morning scratch under the chin. Then Kit remembered that Grace wasn't here. She had slept outside on the porch. Instantly, Kit was wide awake. She had to say good morning to Grace and reassure that Kit still loved her. Kit jumped out of bed, threw on her clothes and sneakers, and raced down the attic stairs. All was quiet in the upstairs hall. Mr. Peck's room was empty. He was an early riser. But the other bedroom doors were still closed, and Kit tiptoed past them. She couldn't help snickering when she heard loud snores coming from behind Miss McClinney's door. If Miss McClinney could hear herself snore, Kit thought, she would probably complain about that, too. Quietly, Kit flew downstairs to the living room. Mr. Peck was sitting on the new sofa Kit's parents had bought after the fire, reading the newspaper. Good morning, Mr. Peck, Kit said as she rushed through the room. Mr. Peck looked up. Good morning, Kit. You're up early and in a hurry, I see. Checking on Grace, she explained. Kit hurried into the kitchen. Dad was at the stove, pouring a pancake batter onto the griddle. Whoa, Nellie, Dad said. How's my cub reporter this morning? That was Dad's pet name for Kit, because Kit wanted to be a reporter. Also, because Kit liked to type up her own newspapers and pass them out to family and friends. She always kept a little black notebook and pencil in her pocket so that she could jot down anything she thought was newsworthy. Racing off to cover a story, Dad teased, or do you have time for a kiss for the pancake chef? Always time for you, Dad, Kit kissed his cheek. How's Grace this morning? Since she's not at the door demanding a pancake, Dad said with a grin, I imagine she's still asleep. She slept better than I did then, Kit said. Miss her? Dad flipped a pancake. Kit nodded. Dad, spatula in one hand and a potholder in the other, planted a kiss on Kit's head. It won't be for long. I hope not. Need any help? These pancakes are for Mr. Peck, said Dad. Later, when everyone else eats, you can set the table. For now, tend to Grace. After last night, she'll be wanting lots of extra attention, I expect. Grace always wants attention, Kit said. And food, Dad added with a twinkle in his eye. Don't dare go out there without Grace's breakfast. Oh, yes, thanks for reminding me. Kit grabbed the bag of dog food from the pantry. Then Kit pulled open the door to the porch, bracing herself for Grace to come barreling at her and jump all over her the way Grace usually greeted her whenever they'd been apart. But Grace didn't come. Shutting the kitchen door behind herself, Kit stepped onto the porch. She didn't see Grace anywhere. Then Kit's eyes fell on the hook that latched the screen door shut. The hook was hanging loose, unfastened. A sick feeling came over Kit. She'd been so upset about leaving Grace on the porch, she must have forgotten to fasten the hook. Grace must have pushed the screen door open and gone out. Since the door opened outward, she wouldn't have been able to get back in. A lump came to Kit's throat. Poor Grace! Trapped outside in last night's rain, Kit pictured Grace wet and miserable, huddled under the back porch all night. Maybe she's there now. Kit thought. 
Kit hurried down the steps and jumped over a muddy patch at the bottom. She stood and peered into the shadows under the porch, calling Grace's name, but no happy yip greeted her. Kit straightened. Shielding her eyes from the sun, Kit scanned the backyard and out by the garage in a chicken coop. The chickens were up, clucking and scratching, but Grace was nowhere to be seen. Kit studied the patchwork of backyards, flower beds, and patios in both directions. No Grace. Grace! Kit called as loudly as she could. Come, Grace! She waited, hoping to see a familiar streak of brown and black and white dog come charging around someone's house toward her. But Grace didn't appear. Then Kit trotted around to the front yard and called Grace again. Grace didn't show. Worry clinched Kit's inside. Where was Grace? Kit walked slowly around the house to the back porch steps and started to go up. Then she spied part of a footprint in the mud at the base of the steps. It couldn't have been Kit's print. She had leaped over the mud. Besides, the print had been made by a bare foot, and Kit was wearing sneakers. There was a clear impression of five bare toes pressed into the mud. Kid-sized toes. But the heel hadn't made a print. It looked like someone had walked on tiptoe up to the porch. Kit lifted her head, puzzling over the footprint. Her eyes landed on the screen door. Just above her head, a small section of screen was loose from its wooden frame, as if someone had pushed in the edge of the screen and then tried to tuck it back into place. Someone who had wanted to reach inside to unlatch the door and let a dog off the porch. Grace didn't wander away on her own, thought Kit. Someone took her.